Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to give a shout out to Elliot from Beijing, China. Elliot is a big fan, and I'm so glad he enjoys the stories. Elliot has shared with us a drawing of a robot and a very kind thank you note. Thank you so much for that, Elliot. I also want to give a shout out to Coco from Texas. Coco has shared with us a detailed and colorful drawing of Dropkick Kitty Cat and it is a must-see. Great job on that drawing, Coco. Head on over to kidsstoriespodcast.com to check out that artwork, and thanks again, Elliot and Coco. Today's story is called Dropkick Sisters. I hope you like it. Not too far from the valley, there is an island called Catalba. This island is a huge collection of lush jungles and a very dense, very diverse population of extremely rare animals. There's the small flightless chip-chip birds whose magical feathers can give people super speed. There's the slime bellies of the inner jungle who use their special sweat to protect themselves from fire ants and other bugs. But if a human rubs the sweat onto their skin, it will become as strong as armor. And there's the famous butthorn, an animal like a rhinoceros, except instead of his horn being on its head, it's on its butt. And these horns are some of the most magical items on the entire island. They're used in all kinds of magical recipes and potions. These animals, and many like them, are sought by poachers and hunters for their magical qualities. Pirates and other nefarious bad guys travel to the island to try and capture the animals of Catalba, or worse. If it weren't for the native population there to protect the animals, they would surely become extinct. Of all the animal protectors on Catalba, the Dropkick Sisters are the best. Poachers fear them, hunters run from them. Every day... Devni and Samaya work to protect the animals of Catalba. Today, the Dropkick sisters have tracked some poachers to the edge of the jungle, where it meets the beach. 
these poachers have been tracking a group of butthorns for days. And the Dropkick sisters have been tracking the poachers, following their every move from the dense jungle growth, waiting for the right time to strike. As the four poachers closed in to capture a small baby butthorn, the Dropkick sisters attacked. Devney and Samaya screamed as they raced toward the poachers. Their screaming startled the herd of butthorns, and they charged. Two of the poachers were knocked down by the thundering herd. Samaya struck out at one of the poachers, still standing. She swung her sword at him and cut his gun right in half. His eyes grew wide, and he recognized her. He knew he didn't stand a chance. He threw his broken weapon at her and turned to run away. In his panic, he didn't notice Devney standing right there in his path, and she dropped to the ground, kicking his legs out from under him, and he tripped and fell flat onto his face. The fourth poacher, who had watched all this happen in just a matter of seconds, dropped his weapon and put his hands up. Oh, okay, 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 he said, shaking. We we were just tracking this herd for, uh, you know, scientific purposes. Yeah, right, said Devney. We've been tracking you creeps for days. If you're a scientist, then I'm a butthorn's uncle. Devney and Samaya tied up the poachers, destroyed their remaining weapons, and left them on the beach to be retrieved by the island police. The sisters had been out in the field for days and were eager for a hot meal. So they walked to the nearby town of Puka Puka. Pretty much everyone on the island knew the Dropkick sisters, and the citizens of the island often sought them out to give them clues of any pirates or poachers out in the jungles. Hey, Moochie, said Devney to the restaurant owner. Some noodles for me and my sister? Sure thing, Devney, said Moochie. No sauce, right? You got it, Mooch. No sauce, just butter, said Devney. Throughout their meal, a few of the townspeople stopped by the sisters' table to chat for a bit. The girls asked around about possible poachers, pirates, and other nefarious characters. Near the end of their meal, a man burst through the restaurant doors and went straight to their table. Devney! Samaya! It's Bones! Bones Blackwell, here! Here on the island! The man then leaned forward, put his hands on his knees, and tried to catch his breath. The rest of the people in the restaurant gasped at the name Bones Blackwell. But the girls didn't seem phased at all. I'm not so sure, Larry, said Samaya. Bones would never come back here. Some people even think he didn't make it out of our last battle alive, you know. I know, Samaya. I was one of those people, said Larry. But it's real. I was harvesting some coconuts near the Hidden Cove, when I saw his ship. It slipped right into the Hidden Cove. I came as fast as I could to tell the island rangers, and I heard you were here, so... Samaya and Devney weren't 100% convinced, but they knew Larry wasn't the type to make up a story like this. And if Bones Blackwell were to return to the island, he would probably try and slip into the Hidden Cove undetected and move in from there. The girls gave each other a look that said, We should probably check this out. Okay, Larry, said Devney. We'll check it out. Thanks for seeking out help so quickly. 
The girls stood up, and as they left the restaurant and headed for the hidden cove, they couldn't help but remember their last encounter with Bones Blackwell, the most notorious, nefarious, wicked, evil, heinous animal poacher in the world. It was more than a year ago that they barely foiled his plans to steal the elusive barbecue bee queen. The barbecue bees are native only to the island of Catalba, and instead of producing honey, they produce the most delicious-tasting barbecue sauce ever. Bones Blackwell and his crew of misfits crept onto the island without being seen. No one knew he was there. Luckily, Samaya and Devney were in the right place at the right time, and they fought him off. In the process, they blew up his boat, and he had never been seen from since. Most people thought he was lost at sea. All the members of his crew were arrested. And most of the islanders thought he didn't make it, and if he did survive the battle, they assumed he'd never return. But here they were now, seeking out their nemesis to try and drive him off the island yet again. Devney and Samaya crept cautiously through the jungle foliage. They moved silently. Each girl knew the island like the back of their hand. They knew of a hill where they could spy down on the hidden cove. If Bones and his crew were back, they'd be able to spot them. The girls reached the hill and waited at the top. They needed to be extra cautious. If they lost the element of surprise, Bones would escape or worse, lead an attack on them. Ever so slowly, Devney and Samaya crawled to the very edge of the hill. They lifted their heads up above the crest of the hill, just enough to look down into the hidden cove. They looked down into the gently moving waters of the cove and saw... Bones's ship. His new ship, anyway. Bones was still using the same flag he always did. It was bright red with a black square in the middle. The black square represented the cages he used to house all of his stolen animals. Devney saw the flag and was filled with anger. She nearly burst out from behind her cover and charged the boat. But Samaya put her hand on Devney's shoulder and stopped her. "'We won't beat him like this,' she whispered. We know where he is, and we know what animal he's going after. Devney scrunched her eyebrows, wondering how Samaya knew what animal Bones was going after. The two again crept their heads over the hill and looked down upon the ship being unloaded. Look there, those cages, said Samaya. There's only one animal on this island you'd need a cage that big for. Goldies, whispered Devney. I can't believe it. The Goldies was a nickname given to the golden tusked elephant. Their tusks grew out to be some of the most valuable gold in the world, and each elephant had four huge tusks. But poachers rarely went after the Goldies because they were too big and dangerous. The girls could see that Bones was back to make a statement. He was here to try and do the impossible, steal a gold-tusked elephant. Suddenly a thought came to Devney. She turned to Samaya, smiled, and said, I've got a plan. The End
Thanks for listening to today's episode. I want to encourage you to check out a new video on the website where I highlight some listener artwork. And keep an eye out for future videos because it could be your drawings that are featured next time. Send all your drawings to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios.